Hello and welcome to Declaration, where we exist to help people encounter and follow Jesus. Pastor John Sherrill is taking us through our brand new sermon series, Thanks Living. At Declaration, we believe that God has a word for you and your family to live a life of fullness and to be devoted to Christ and His church. If you want to find out more about the ministries of Declaration Church, I would highly encourage you to visit declaration.org. Let's listen in this week with Pastor John Sherrill. Hey, can we give him one more round of applause as you have a seat? You know, have a seat. Uh, we're going to dismiss our fifth and sixth grade. We'll let them go and hang out in their class. So if you're in fifth or sixth grade, especially if you're brand new with us, you want to go hang out, you will have a great time. Let me start with a story. Once upon a time, that's all good stories start, right? Once upon a time, an atheist was walking through the woods admiring all the accidents that evolution had created. I mean, what majestic trees, what powerful rivers, what just amazing, beautiful animals, he said. And suddenly he hears a rustling in the bushes behind him. And he turns to look and he sees this massive seven-pound um, grizzly bear charging towards him. And man, he, seven-pound, yeah, that's, that's not massive. Seven-foot, seven-foot. <laughs> that's not massive at all. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Does this work? Is this mic working? Hello, hello, hello. Let's try that. Hello, hello, that's helpful, all right. Seven foot grizzly bear, let's start over. Just charge it, so he, he begins to run as fast as he can, he's trying to get away from this thing, he looks over his, his shoulder, he sees this grizzly bear closing in behind him, he's so scared, tears begin to come to his eyes, his heart starts pounding, right? He, he tries to run faster, and just like every good horror movie that you've ever seen, he trips, and uh, trips, falls over this, this, you know, this branch there, and he, he rolls over to pick himself up as fast as he can, but just in that moment, the bear is literally over him, right on top of him. He raises his right paw to strike at him, and, and, and the, the atheist cries out, oh my God, oh God, time stops. The bear freezes, the forest goes silent, even the river stops rushing, and this bright light shines down, right? This voice comes out of the sky, and says, so you deny my existence for all these years, teach others that I don't exist, and even credit creation to this cosmic accident, and now you want me to help you out of this predicament? Am I to count you as a believer? The atheist looks directly at the light and says, I would, I would feel like a hypocrite if I became a Christian after all these years, but perhaps you can make the bear become a Christian. Very well, the voice says. The light goes out. The river begins to run. The sounds of the trees in the forest begin to happen again. And right then, the bear drops his right paw, puts both paws together, bows his head and speaks, Lord, for this food which I'm about to receive, I am, I am truly thankful. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I just had to. Welcome to church, everybody. Can we welcome everybody joining us online, if you will? Tell them you're glad that they're here with us. I hope you're having a, uh, a happy November. Heads up, only five more Sundays till, you know, Christmas. Good news. Michael Buble, Mariah Carey, and Candace Cameron are nearly thawed out, so they'll be joining us soon. It's going to be awesome. Holiday uh, Hallmark is, Kelly, ask Kelly. We watched Hallmark all day yesterday. It was incredible. Put on my Hallmark watching socks. I have this. It's awesome. Thank you, Joe McShanna. Hey, well, we are uh, days away from Thanksgiving, so because of that, last week we started this series called um, Thanks Living because we obviously work on creativity around here. And in this series, we're, talk, we're focusing on 
gratitude. Last week, we talked about gratitude being the will of God for our life. And we looked at 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18. We'll show that to you. It says, um, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In other words, in all things, just like what we were just singing, in everything, you know, with everything, for everything, thank you, Jesus. In all circumstances, every situation, we should approach with this attitude of gratitude. Um, because gratitude and thankfulness is the will of God. It's the desire of God. It's, I, I would say it's the agenda of God for our lives. Or let me say it even a different way. We give glory to God through gratitude. Through gratitude. Now, in thinking about this, Jacob, um, one of our worship leaders, where are you at, Jacob? Somewhere in the house, Jacob Lampley. I'm gonna invite Jacob up here. Let's welcome Jacob. You've known him. If you've been around... Declaration for a bit, you know Jacob. I'll give you, you know, take your time. It's cool. We're just, it's a seven pound grizzly bear. <laughs> anyway, Jacob, um, I want to talk about just a little bit of some things that, that Jacob just encountered. Um, on a trip to Honduras, tell us why you went to Honduras. And I, uh, I got hired to go just be a cinematographer. I just got to go video um, a trip for Crusades in Honduras and basically just got to be a fly on the wall to see God do some amazing things and got my, uh, I guess, just got my world kind of broken open. So, so it was really yeah. a mission trip that you mm -hmm. joined in and they yeah. were having Crusades. And uh, what were the Crusades like? So the Crusades were incredible. I mean... And this was, to kind of set it up, they have a really major crusade in March that's 30,000 people in the city of uh, San Pedro Sula, and it's just beautiful. And this was a pastor's meeting. And so this is one of the crusades. So and mind you, I got off the plane. They didn't give me any, like, I didn't know what I was doing. They just said, just film everything. I was like, okay, where are we going? They're like, you'll find out. Like, great. So this <laughs> is where we fun. go. And this is, you, if you could imagine, we went through some of the most run-down ruins of the city, street after street after street, and then it opened up into this field out of nowhere. And hundreds of people, um, probably the lowest of income that you can find. And we found out later that the reason that they guide us in, someone drives, to follow, we have to follow them, is if you turn on one street wrong, you're done. You don't, you don't come back off that street. And so, like, we ha I had no idea. I think they did, but they didn't tell me that. So, yeah. Yeah. So this That's is the first one. That's why it's always They're like, don't yeah. worry about it. Just follow don't us. Don't worry about it. Just yeah. follow us. like, okay. Yeah. And I have an expensive camera in my hands, but it turned into the most beautiful thing. And this is looking out at the crowd um, about to get prayer um, just for the Lord to do something incredible. And that's really what was drawing them out. And they believe it. That's what blew my mind. So what were, what, were, what were some of the things that you saw? I know we have a couple pictures of you. And yeah. Um, I think the next picture, guy. this one right here, this was probably the most humbling. This is a church in another community. This was Sunday morning. And I remember I texted you this picture yeah. that morning, and this was church. It's a little tin hut, some electricity, no AC, um, and I've never seen worship the way that I had. Like, I've been places. I've, I've, I've seen poor communities, but not like this. And what was incredible is this is about, I, I want to say like 80% of them are kids in this space. And you can see... Um, we actually the, have some video. One of the, the later slides is some video of them. 
this this was my buddy. He walked up behind me and was staring at my camera. And all of a sudden, I moved my arm because he wanted to look closer, and he just crawled in my lap. And one of the most powerful moments, though, for him, and I could tell, like, you know when you can tell when a kid is stressed? They just carry something on their shoulders. And out of nowhere, he just completely dropped his shoulders and leaned his head back into my chest right under my beard. And it's terrible, but I went, does he have lice? (laughs) Horrible thought. But I did, it was one of those moments where the Lord just said, don't worry about it. Just be here and enjoy what I'm doing. And, uh, yeah, this was my little guy. He was so fun. Um, I think there's another. I don't know if we got that one in there. It's all good. Where he, he had the camera. Oh, that's a waterfall. <laughs> well, you have um, a story about that, too, though. I do, too. But I'll just say, so I went there really not knowing what to expect and got everything that I expected. And I say that because I just kept my hands open. I just asked the Lord, please just show me. Like, I just want to see what you're doing. I want to see where you want to go and what you want to do. And, uh, I mean, you're talking, and this is just to be really real. I mean, they believe in darkness as much as they believe in light in Honduras. So you saw things that were terrifying. I mean, demonic presence and different things, witchcraft and things like that. that I mean, I'm not scared of, but... I didn't prepare myself for. So to, to be filming that and to go, should I be filming this? Yeah. And the Lord said, absolutely, because I want people to see what freedom is. Not that, like, it's, it's beautiful to be here. And obviously, sometimes the AC doesn't work in this room. Bless the Lord. We love you so much. Um, but for them, but it's, that's just, like this. it's just not even yeah. a reality. And so I was just so blown away to see, like, the presence of the Lord fall in such a way and I mean, there's, I have tons of videos of these kids just dancing nonstop and running around and worship. And I'm saying lifting their hands. And I've, I asked their pastor, he didn't teach them that. For some reason, the response inside of them was to lift their hands. And I even felt it again this morning. It's like, we just lift our hands out of gratitude. We just worship out of gratitude. And sometimes you don't, like, you have nothing else to do, but just surrender yourself awkwardly. You know, you can go field goal, you can hold a TV, but you can worship, right? So. <laughs> wow. I think we have, do, do, are, do, are there some videos in there of their worship? Maybe? Here And really quickly, if you can look in the back, right, you see the man in the red shirt and the hat standing next to his wife. The pastor invited them the day before, and they showed up. Came in not expecting to see some gringos, for one, which is white people. Just make sure to clarify that. Uh, and, it, like, and my sister-in-law was there. She gave her testimony of times that she's been in darkness and almost committed suicide. And for some reason, that day they just happened to be there. And it broke them. Their marriage was falling apart. So you know we sang this morning? We've seen marriages restored. Theirs got restored that day. They walked up, and, I mean, no one asked. It was just a response. Yeah. They just said, uh, and, and it was just so beautiful. And their thankfulness for the Lord in a little tin hut is, I, I've, I'm, and I'm sorry, I've been to so many churches here in the U.S. that don't have that. They don't carry that same type of passion. And for them, it's because there's nothing in the way. They don't have a flashy band. This is great. 
this is a privilege, and we know that, and I know that we honor that, but it's so much different for them. Mm. It's a speaker and a cell phone. Like, mm. that was worship. Mm. And they were way more passionate. And I, I don't know, do we have the picture of the church that it says Jesus? I don't know if one? it got in there. It's okay if it didn't, but we went to a church the, that night. And I'm telling you, they had everything. They had AC. They had the cool lights. They had the band playing. And guess what? The worship was sub like their worship in the church was subpar. The passion wasn't there. And and I got to speak that night, which I was terrified of because I don't I don't normally like like teach or preach. I play git fiddles and sing songs. Right? Which I know is still still teaching in a sense, but uh, I was nervous, and I started talking, and I immediately pointed at the worship team, and I was just like, man, you guys have everything here, but the Holy Spirit's wondering where you are, mm. and it was, I was, I was just like, they're not going to like this, and, but they broke, and I ended up praying over this one kid who was the piano player, and turned out he was one of the main pastors that's getting prepared for the Crusades. It was mm. his son. We're praying over it. And I mean, you're just talking. If you go any, anywhere with the Lord, and I mean daily with your hands open and grateful for what you have or don't have, like he's just going to show up. And that was where the waterfall mm-hmm. came in. Because I don't know um, if you've ever got to do crazy stuff in the U.S., but it's not like Honduras. You basically just sign a waiver that says if you die, it's your fault. <laughs> and they said, go climb in this waterfall. And I was like, awesome. <laughs> Which if you know me, I mean, I just, I love adventure. I love thrill. I like to be a little bit on the edge. My wife doesn't love it. I love you though. <laughs> um, but here, here's the waterfall. And this is just, I mean, probably 15 feet from, well, sorry, more like 30 feet. Just away from where the, it hits. And I'm telling you, it was knocking me over just to stand there. And then they go, you want to go behind it? I was like, uh, yes, please. <laughs> and we start to go, and, I, and I, I don't get scared often in things like this. It's just like pure joy for me because it, it, there's just something about chaos in those moments that's like if you're just thankful and enjoying it, like you experience something that other people don't get to, right? And so we get around this corner, and the guy goes, okay, if you wear glasses and you can't see without them, you can't go ahead. And we were like, what? Okay. Like, luckily, I can see without my glasses, so I just took them off, put them in my pocket. And he goes, see this cable? Just hang on to it and walk, because you can't, you can't see, but you got to be able to see the cable. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> but he was right. The moment you stepped out, the water was coming up just from the pressure was coming up, sideways, down, and it's just fully blinding. And uh, we get around the corner, and you get behind the waterfall, and all of a sudden, it's calm. Mm. You can see everything that's happening, but it's just this peacefulness. And I'm like the giddiest little girl in the world. <laughs> it's like, it's Christmas! Like, that, that, that was like Christmas for me. And so, d- did you put that video in? I'm not sure. I didn't know. I don't think it's so. It's okay. I didn't but know we were going to do that. There's one moment where I'm... I'm <laughs> but I have to crawl back out and you can't see it but like everything is hitting me in the face and I have the biggest smile on my face because I I flew to a country which mind you had no idea Honduras is only a two hour flight so totally messed my clock up because I was just like 
flew in, got off the plane. I was like, I'm in another country? I'm in a car. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. my brain couldn't catch up, but my spirit did. And that's like, just to tell you, like, I'm like having gratitude and thankfulness in, in pure chaos and, and, and not understanding what the Lord's doing, which I find to be the most gratifying place is when you don't know what he's doing and you just partner and you go hands open. You know, it was a lot like when I, I was on staff here at Declaration. I, I, I gripped onto my job and I got okay with just church. I just got okay. And I was like, all right, I can coast. I'm telling you, the worst place to be is to coast. And the Lord came to me just not long ago and like said, hey, I need your hands open. And my response was, I have a job. He goes, do you? <laughs> it's like that. And he goes, you're not very thankful anymore. You're just getting by. And he said, there's places that you need to go that if you stay right where you are and you stay in your job and you do this, you can't go, right? That was terrifying. But man, look where I got to go. And I got to see the most beautiful thing. And now, all of a sudden, this thing is stirred up inside of me to film a documentary of this team called Freedom Crusades that goes to Honduras. And we'll be out there with them in March. Cool. 40,000 people. And it's three days of that many people. Yeah. And, but what I loved and something that happened was they pulled all the pastors together. We had a big pastors conference. And one, one guy got up and just said, hey, all of this is for nothing if we can't be thankful for each other and work together as the church. Hmm. And I've never experienced a room of pastors that broken in a moment. Because I found out later, had no, I mean, I've never been there. just found out they're all, they've all been fighting for years, hmm. but they want to do this crusade. But it took somebody to say, hey, this is for nothing. God, God's, he's going to try to move. But guess what? When God does revival, it ends when we get in the way. Mm. And when our opinions or our preferences start getting in the way. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm fired up for what the Lord wants to do. Mm. You know, I was thinking about just when you were talking about that experience going through a waterfall, which, you know, it's a waterfall. So usually you think it's coming down. But when you get into that moment where you're going through the fall, and you, you're holding on to that cable, and water's just going everywhere. I couldn't help but thinking, you know, that's probably the way some of us feel right now in life. Absolutely. We're, we're, we're going through something, and it feels like it's just coming at us from every direction. But if you hold on and keep moving forward, you keep moving through it, you're eventually going to get to the other side, and then you're going to see that peace. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that, that cable, in a sense, becomes your provision, right? It becomes your guide. Well, that I mean, that's the Lord for us. And so, so. And, and even to, to just take that moment right there, our guide has done it for 20 years who went down there with us. He goes, just make sure not to let go of the cable. <laughs> and, he let, and he lets go and walks off. So I'll tell you, you spend enough time with the Lord in what we believe is chaos. And I, and I said this morning to the team, like, I actually just think it's God's ferocity that's turning up. And we think it's chaos. And he's going, no, I'm just, I'm just stoking the fire. He's going, because if you walk with me and you make history with me and you're thankful for every single moment that you have, breath in your lungs, that eventually you, you don't need the safety line. You're grounded. Yeah. 
And he and this dude walks right onto the waterfall, and I'm like, and he told us that's certain death, and he's just like, because <laughs> he know he knew where to step, and that was the difference. He was so guided by where he had been, and I know pastor says it all the time, you can't take people where you haven't been, mm. but it takes gratitude first, and it takes humility, and it takes just laying down, and um, yeah. So I had my experience years ago one time where I was partnered with. World Vision, organization World Vision, went to El Salvador. I was the last one to get there and Spanglish at best and show up at the airport and I'm trying to navigate to get from the airport to San Salvador, which is really a two-hour trip from where we were. Had no idea where these people are taking me. <laughs> Language barrier. Best place to be. <laughs> and, you know, every checkpoint you go through, there's people with machine guns. I'm like, this is not Kansas anymore, Right and show up in San Salvador. And, and I had that takeaway as well, that, that you've, you go into these places and this is church and this is, they, they come from all over that area. And man, just the joy and just the, I mean, I don't even have words to describe what I experienced. So, you know, obviously that left a real impression on you is these people and just, I mean, as bad as it sounds, just the comparison of what we have, who we are versus what they have. And, and here's their response, right? What was your greatest takeaway, honestly, from this, this trip? Oh, man. Um, it was that I, I can't orchestrate anything. I, I mean, I've got nothing, Right. And that's why we're saying everything. God, just take everything. Because I can't, I, like, I could not have planned that trip. And had I been somewhere in my head saying, I should do this, I should do that. Guess what? I'm not a cinematographer. I, I've filmed some things. I went in that going, how did I get hired for this? <laughs> like, I hope they don't figure this out. <laughs> but it, it just, it, I will tell you time and time again that if... You can go hands open and just saying like what I have is really not mine. It's his. And if I offer it continually, you know, it, sh it shows us in Revelation. It, it talks about the, the kings that constantly throw their crowns down. And, you know, it's like my spiritual father always said, he was like, why do they keep picking them back up? Hmm. But it's, 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 it's to show. It's a prophetic act. It just let me take this again and establish again that I am a king but then relinquish my kingship to my king and remember that I am his and everything I have is his. Like that, I mean, that and just their thankfulness for their little tin hut in the church. Yeah. I mean, it, it just broke me. Well, kind of in, in light of what we're going to, just in the time we have left, talk about, one of the things that I, that I, as I processed the trip I went on that time, was just this level of, I think, and I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I, f I feel like sometimes we get so caught up in our experience, right, that our experience dictates how we define a move of God or who God is or, or even the holiness of God. And, and what I learned really fast through that experience of just worshiping with these people in a, in a space much like that, right, no, no real bathrooms. The bathrooms were out back that was holes in the ground. And they're in there just full on, you know, just hearts open, hands, just singing full-throated worship, glory to God. I mean, 
and the, just the feeling of holiness in that space was probably like nothing that I had ever encountered before. Does that, did that resonate with you at all? Well, it's like we talk about pleasing the Lord. I mean, I've, ne- I've never seen such a precious offering and just his, 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 him just being pleased. And like we want the Holy Spirit in our churches, but man, they don't, they don't wrestle with whether they should have the Holy Spirit or not. Yeah, they're not worried about yeah. their preference necessarily. They're, they're, I mean, trust me, I guarantee it's not their preference. I mean, they know about cell phones. I mean, they have, and I, I say that in like a way, like there was a group of kids who kept coming to me like, show me your phone, show me your phone. I'd pull it out and go, iPhone, iPhone, iPhone. And that hurt. Because I'm going like that to them is like the, net, like the greatest thing that they could get because it connects them to the world. But we know social media is not the world. You know, but I get, I get their understanding of it. And for them, though, like these kids that I, I, I'm sorry, just to share, a um, long time ago, I used to dance. I used to do worship dance in, in our church. We had like a group that would come together. We'd do, we'd put something together and we would present it to our church. And I got made fun of. And guess what happened? I stopped doing it for years. I'm talking, this was probably when I was 15 and I'm 31 now. So you can can imagine it's been a long time and I'm watching these kids dance and the Lord is going if you don't join them if you don't join my kids you this is all for naught you've got you've missed it yeah and I, I mean like I'm white guys like they, they had some rhythm and maybe I've got some because I play music but it's not good that's my show wife. It. go no. and show us a little bit right I got I'm spying. <laughs> 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 I'm not afraid. Yeah. But I did. I told Pastor John, I said, you know what? Like, but the Lord's challenging me now is to be like those kids. And if I feel like I'm supposed to dance, which my, my friend, thank you for, for dancing here and just being you and worshiping. It's yeah. needed. Yeah. You know, like, our, yeah, please. Yeah. Just kidding. Because for them, it's just normal. It's what they do. It's who they are. And it's not even an identity thing. They're just, it's an overflow. And that really is what comes down to thankfulness and, mm-hmm. and giving and thanks living. Yeah. Good job on that one. It's hey, good. Yeah. thought it was creative. Not really, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that's, that's kind of what I wanted to Thank you yeah. for sharing that. I mean, that, these are things that, that, that's what, and I hope this excites you, like it excites your heart because even like last week we were talking about, you know, as we give together, we get to be a part of certain things. And, and I, I, I want to be a part of that crusade. Like, I want you guys to be. Yeah. And it, so it, we need to pray yeah. about how, how we can partner with that because mm-hmm. we, anything where we see people coming to the Lord and God moving like that, we want to, yeah. if we can be a part of it, we want to be a part of that. And so Let's thank go. you for um, I want to steal some of our tech team, so. I don't know about that, but <laughs> no, <I'm just> like, <laughs> Yeah. Hey, thank you. Let's well, yeah. thank, welcome Jacob. Or thank Jacob, I should say. Having a hard time today, man. Seven pound bears. Yogi Bear was chasing the guy. I mean, it was just having a hard time. Well, listen, um, I, just in the time we have left, I want to talk about just what I see as the correlation between thankfulness and holiness. I really believe that there's a correlation between thankfulness and holiness because gratitude is the will of God for our lives. It's important for us to keep in mind that a grateful life is what a godly life looks like. 
a grateful life as a godly life, or to say it differently, or maybe even to see it differently. A thankless life is a godless life. So look at Romans 1 really fast with me of your Bible. Just verse 18, just a few verses. I want to show you this uh, because this really stuck out to me. Anytime I've ever heard this passage taught, it's never been taught with this in mind. But I want you to see this. And, And look what it says in verse 18. It says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of people who suppress the truth and unrighteousness because that which is known about God is evident within them For God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, that is his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived, being understood by what has been so that they are without excuse. What this is saying is that creation points to the reality of a divine creator. Therefore, we have no excuse. And the anger, the punishment, the wrath of God is revealed against ungodliness and unrighteousness. God can be known and should be worshiped because of who he is and what he's done, including creation. We see God in his created, divine creative ability. So he goes on to say in 21, for even though they knew God, this is what I want you to see, they did not honor him as God or give thanks. So, even though creation declares his reality and goodness, and even though God can be known and is known, his wrath is revealed against those who do not honor him. His wrath is revealed to, against those who, who don't give thanks to him. And because of this, it says, they become futile in their reasoning, senseless, and senseless hearts were darkened. Uh, basically, a, lack, a life that lacks honor for God and gratitude to God is a life that will be futile, senseless, and dark. So think of it this way. Gratitude um, leads to godliness, but a lack of thankfulness leads to godlessness. Ever heard of the term cosmic gratitude? You ever heard of that term? I had not until I was researching it. Let me just, cosmic gratitude is living in the illusion that you are spiritually self-sufficient. It's taking credit for something that was a gift. It's the belief that you know best how to live, that you have the power and the ability to keep your life on the right path and protect yourself from danger. And this is delusion. I mean, this is delusional and it's a dangerous delusion. We did not create ourselves and we cannot keep our lives going one second without his upholding power. He is that cable that we have to hang on to, especially when life starts going crazy, right? Yet we... Honestly, we, we don't like that knowledge. We, we even fight against it. We resist that in and of itself. Paul says we repress it just as we see in Romans 1. And in our flesh, we hate, like, we hate the idea that we are utterly and completely dependent on God because then we would be obligated to God and we would not be able to live as we wish. We would have to defer to the one who gives us everything. And I believe that that is where true gratitude begins. It's, it's with the understanding and the embracing of the fact that everything about our life is because of God. Everything about your life is because of God. Everything. I mean, all to say, maybe better, all of life is because of God. It's through God. That's why we see in Job 121 in that last series. You know, I think, uh, listen, in spiritual warfare, we came out of that series, we go into this series. These things are interconnected. Don't for one second think that they're not. And so we, we, we looked at this passage through that where, where we see Job, I mean, I came with nothing and I will return with nothing. <laughs> I mean, that's how, that's the descriptor. I have nothing 
It's all because of God. The Lord has given and the Lord takes. But still, watch the, watch the gratitude. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I have nothing. <laughs> I entered with nothing. I exit with nothing. It's all because of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I mean, the faster that we embrace this truth, the better off we're going to be. When we truly understand that all of life is because of God and what, what links that God has gone to for our salvation, please hear this. What Jesus has done, our response should be that we cannot help ourselves but to be overwhelmed with gratitude. I think that's exactly what Jacob saw in that little, you know, that little shed of a worship center. It's exactly what I experienced in San Salvador. I mean, these people understand, man. Man, they understand who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. We were talking about this this week because a lot of time in pastor chatter, we, we, we see the world from all these sides of the theological coin and, and, and what really burns me up, if you wanna know, I mean, you hear me talk about it all the time, is, is what I like to call the little elite elect that just run around as the frozen chosen and just spit venom on everybody else. And, and, and it's like they just want to robotically take God out of it. You know, you go to hyper, hyper Calvinism. We just, we don't need to, we don't need to pray. We don't need to, we don't need to do anything because we're all robots under God's control. And then they just obliterate everybody else. You know, talk about all the other pastors who they think are false teachers. Da, 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 da. You never see those pastors talk about them. It's very strange. Man, that really gets, that gets to me. It gets to me. So much so, we were at a conference not long ago, and the guy gets up and he starts talking about Paul Balash and the song, Above All. Above all, you thought of me above all. And he starts ripping it into shreds, like, God didn't think of you above all. God thought about himself. Can I tell you something? If God really is God, he does not need us, right? Which is something that they say too. Okay, but listen, if he doesn't need us, why would he send his son? If he doesn't, if, it's, if we have nothing to do with it, let me change my phrase. If we're not a part of the story, maybe not the point, but if we're not a part, why would he send his son to endure what Jesus would endure? Why would Jesus subject himself to take on the epitome of shame if we weren't a part of that storyline? You see it? It's got to lead us to this place of this depth of gratitude to say, thank you, Jesus. You didn't have to do that. You don't need me. But you want me. You want me. Go back to Romans 12. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him or give thanks. So they became futile in their reasoning. Their senseless hearts were darkened. Because we know God, listen, we are to honor God and give thanks to God so that we don't find ourselves living futile in our thoughts, sinful in our thoughts, um, repressed in, in everything really of the magnitude of God because we're so fixated on me. Futile senseless, dark, and hard. We want to live thankful to God. Scripture goes on to describe what it looks like. 
to live completely ambivalent to the goodness of God. Look at, continue. Look at 28. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to some things. He gave them up to a depraved mind to do those things that are not proper. Um, people being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, envy, murder. And you may go, okay, that's dramatic. No, maybe you didn't murder somebody with a weapon, but you sure didn't mind murdering them with your words. What, this is why I get so uptight when I see Christians slashing other Christians because maybe their belief system doesn't completely align them with theirs and, and they want to be the smartest guy in the room. Strife, deceit, malice, gossip, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil. Even, look, kids aren't even immune from this. Disobedient to parents. So God just kind of without understanding, untrustworthy, unfeeling, unmerciful. All this from a lack of gratitude. All this because they did not honor God or give thanks to God. And then check out this scary verse. Although they knew, they know the ordinance of God that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, and this I'm seeing, I think we're all seeing this in our world right now, but they also approve of those who practice them. I mean, when we choose to not honor God and give thanks to God, it leads to a life that, a, that really appears godless. So, but to wrap it all up this morning, let, just a few minutes, three things, three brief things, how we can guard ourselves from living with a lack of gratitude. Or let me phrase it like this. If a grateful life is a godly life, number one, a life of gratitude is a life of humility first. It's a life of humility. See, we, we got to understand and embrace the truth that all of life is literally because of God. We saw it in Job 1, Proverbs 22, 4 says, humility is the fear of the Lord. Humility is the reverence of God. It's, it's the, the worship of God, putting God first, making God the center. God is on the throne. God is the decider for my life, if you will. It's the reverence of God, the fear of God, understanding who God is, understanding the worthiness of God. It leads to gratitude. And it says it's wages, the payment of this, are riches and honor and life. So the payoff for humility is life. This is where the abundant life is really gonna begin to be lived. A humble, thankful life leads to a godly life. Gratitude is God's will for our life. Grateful life is a God. Keep looking. Proverbs 15, 33. Wisdom's instruction is to fear or revere the Lord. And humility comes before honor. Proverbs 18, 12. Before a downfall, the heart is haughty. Just like you saw in Romans 1. Not living in gratitude. But humility comes before honor. Which leads me to my second thing I want you to see. A life of gratitude is a life of honor. It starts with humility and moves to honor. Colossians 3, 17. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. Honoring God, giving God all that he is due. He is worthy of it. Psalm 86, 12, I give thanks to you, O Lord my God, with my whole heart. This is contextually, I am gonna honor you, God, with everything that I am. That's why we sing everything, with everything, for everything. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. give thanks to you. Number three, a life of gratitude is a life of holiness. Humility, honor, holiness. 
Gratitude being the will of God should call us to respond to God through this life of holiness because of who God is, what God has done. Because of Jesus, we desire and we should pursue holiness. So take that list that we just saw on the backside of Romans 1 and we gotta do the opposite of those things. But the root of that is gonna come when we begin to walk in true gratitude. We're not gonna slander each other anymore. We're not gonna be a Twitter troll and, and cut each other in half anymore. We're not gonna hold such opinions about somebody in the other side of the room anymore that might have hurt us. We're not gonna hold through the past hurts. I got a series coming, I know it's coming, and it's gonna talk about wounds. Be careful of the wounds. The wounds that we live out uh, become the lenses that we look through, but they also become um, the filter that we live through. We're not gonna do that anymore. We're gonna run to the Father for the healing that he died to give us. And we're going to forgive and we're going to move on. We're going to move on. We're going we're to walk through the chaos and get to the other side where there's peace. Right? Life of gratitude is a life of holiness. 2 Corinthians 7. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of a reverence for God. There's that word again. Out of a fear of God, out of an honor of God. Thanksgiving means that we recognize the price that Jesus paid and the promises that his sacrifice provide. Therefore, we desire to become more like him, that we may be holy as he is holy, as it says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 15 and 16. But like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves. Be set apart yourselves. Be joyfully set apart yourselves. Let it be a joyful thing that we honor God with our lives, that we revere God, that we worship God with the totality of who we are, right? Because it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. A life of gratitude is a life of holiness. A, gra a grateful life is a godly life. Let me end with, with this story. Um, Pastor Blaine, somewhere in the house. He has a friend named Robert, and I'll just leave it there, but Robert's also a pastor, and truly, um, as, as I believe Blaine would say, he is a, he's a great guy, right? He's a great guy, and um, always tried to live a good life, always done what he thought was right, always tried to honor the Lord in his life. And just a few years ago, when one ordinary day, just as all of us do, just kind of going through life, autopilot, just not really, not really taken to heart, even the small things, being grateful to God, even in the small things, just kind of cruising through life. Do it. Look, I'm guilty, right? I, I am guilty of that. Going through my day, running through my calendar, get to the end of the week. I mean, how, how many times have I stopped and paused and just said, thank you, Lord, for, right? And that's kind of where this guy found himself. Wanted to do the right things, honor God. But just a few years ago, an ordinary day where time would literally stand still in its tracks and everything would change. Because that afternoon when Robert went home, he found his 14-year-old daughter and she had tragically taken her own life. I can think of nothing more horrific than that. I can't even begin to imagine the depth of pain. The confusion, the second guessing every moment, every conversation, I can't even imagine. I mean, no parent, no person should ever have to endure such a traumatic and horrible event. And obviously this would be the darkest night of this man's soul. It would be the darkest 
most horrible thing that he or his family could ever experience. I mean, obviously, right, the depth of pain. I mean, inexplainable pain. And, and what, how, do I, how do I get through that? How do I walk through this? How do I lead my family through this? How do I even feel about this? God, where are you? God, where were you? I mean, all the questions, all the things that surely could come in a moment like, a a horrible moment like that. I mean, they were just living their lives, right? Doing their thing. I mean, Robert found himself just in this moment now where he realized truly how he, he had taken every even small thing, every just everyday blessings for granted. And it was there in those moments that Robert began to find a way to try and cope try to begin to heal somehow and move forward living day to day and what he decided to do was he would constantly choose even in the the things that people would think are the smallest things he would just choose to be thankful I'm going to be thankful so rather than being buried in his own grief he, he decided to choose gratitude that's what he did and let me tell you there is a holiness in this and I'm going to show it to you. Robert had known the Lord for some time. He, he, he most likely had an understanding of the peace of God that passes understanding. He most likely know, he, he knew Holy Spirit was a comforter. As he probably expressed countless times to so many people as they walked through their own nights. Right? He probably knew. But now... He had to really make a daily choice for himself. So that's exactly what he did. Every day, three or four or five times a day on social media, he would just post what he was thankful for. Wasn't fake. Probably doing the best he could to get through the day. Just what, here's what I'm thankful for. Maybe he was posting to remind himself of the goodness of God no matter what. And can I tell you something? He still does that to this very day. In fact, we were the, the, the way this, this story came about is because we were talking one day and I guess Blaine opened his, his social media and he said, man, look at this. Every time I read this, it, it convicts me. So I was like, what is it? So I started looking at it. So Blaine tells the story. And I just want to show you. I want to show you for, for yourself. See this? This is what he says. Thankful for a good weekend. Go to the next one. Look at this. This is just a screenshot that, that Blaine took. Thankful to be of service. Thankful for prayer. Thankful for some sleep. Do you see what I mean? Like, this is all I can do. But I'm gonna be, I'm gonna choose to be thankful to God. I'm just gonna choose to be thankful to God. I mean, this is the epitome. This is why I say Job was considered to be a righteous man. A grateful life is a godly life. This is the epitome of someone who could sit in the seat of Job and say, you know what? God is good. No matter what, I'm just gonna be thankful. I'm just gonna remain grateful. I'm gonna remain grateful grateful. I mean, this is what giving thanks in all circumstances looks like. So I don't know where you are, but this morning I'm going to ask the team, would you close your eyes and just, I want you to, I want you to really take an assessment, if you will. Ask the Lord to search your heart. Ask the Lord to search your years, even. And begin to reveal himself to you as the team sings and if you want to sing with them you can but spend some time with the Lord for a minute
Thank you so much for joining us today. Maybe today you need to take the next step in your faith, whether that be in giving your life to Christ, or maybe you need prayer and to be contacted by one of our pastors. In the podcast description, you will find a link to our website and a link to an online connection card. And if you feel led, there's a link that you can give directly to the Ministries of Declaration online. We would love to hear from you. God bless you and have a wonderful week.